Would you say women in Thailand or Asia outside of the U.S. are more open-minded with the age difference versus American Caucasian women here in the U.S.? You do tend to see when you travel in Thailand, you do tend to see an older individual man with a younger woman. You know, and, and I've, I've thought about it, if you're white or black or, or, or of any race and, you know, connecting with, with somebody from Asia, I think, and this is just my, this is just my guess, I I think. Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Matt Boring, and he is the founder of this new exciting app called Find My Plus One, which we'll get into that. But Matt holds an MBA from the University of Texas at Dallas, as well as BS and MS from the University of Central Missouri. He loves CrossFit. He loves tennis, yoga, avid traveler, over to 50 plus countries, has a great wife that we talked a little bit offline. So we're going to talk about Asian dating today. So welcome to the show, Matt. How are you? Thank you, you, May. I've been looking forward to this. So thank thank you for having me. I really have. So yeah, fire away. I'm excited. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm very happy to share my experiences with your listeners. And uh, yeah, fire away. Okay. So you're a 51-year-old Caucasian man living in Dallas. Tell me a little bit about your dating background and then how you were fortunate enough to meet your wife and all that stuff. Sure. Well, I think it's typical, like, you know, in college, you, you, you're around a lot of people that you can date. And then post-college, you get out two, three, four, five years you're still running in this college crowd in your 20s. So there's never a shortage of people to date. Then as you hit your 30s, you get settled into your job. Those are your now you're the people that you're around, your coworkers, this type of thing. And so here comes dating apps after you've been through the friend of a friend of a friend that you work with. Uh, you get on the dating apps. And so I went through that whole uh, experience for probably many years. Um, I don't want to reveal how long, but there were a lot of years. And, uh, you know, you'd, you'd meet some nice people. I met, met very, very nice women, and but nothing really substantial that clicked and uh, that, that it was sustainable. And so um, that was disappointing. And then uh, it was funny. One of the girls that I met, we, we were out one night and she says, let me see your hand. And so I, sh- I show her my hand and she's like, oh, it's too soft. It'll never work. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, do you need another drink? Like, what are you talking about? And she said, CrossFit. She said, she said, you, you'll never be able to do it. You're too soft. Well, I didn't know what it was. And uh, so I'm like, well, you told me I can't do something. I'm going to figure out what it is. And so I call a local CrossFit gym, but still had no idea what I was getting into. And uh, from that day forward, I was like, okay, now I'm in CrossFit and it changed my life you know, physically, uh, emotionally, um, you know, strength wise, confidence wise. And which leads me into the next phase of my journey. I had two very significant relationships and we met at CrossFit. And because we, we were not looking at each other, we were focused on what we had to do in front of us and it looked impossible. And so we came together over a common activity, over a common pain or cause. And and that's what really pulled us together. And then we realized that, hey, we've got other things in common too. But it wasn't a dating app that connected us. It was us really focused on ourselves, 
not focused on each other. And then the magic happened. Um, so that's that's my journey to there. And then you'd ask about how I met my wife. Uh, a friend of a friend uh, worked in Bangkok, like 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 you'd said, I've traveled, I think, 51 countries. My goal is to travel one per year for my age. So 52 comes up in September. I, I don't have another country planned yet, but I, I've been to all of them that I want to go to. So I think Poland's going to be the one I want to go to. But anyway, so a friend of a friend introduced us and uh, she spoke English, uh, but it was, you know, her second language and had a college degree, went to private school um, for her education, her primary education and secondary education. And uh, we just hit it off. And uh, so it was pretty exciting. And I was fortunate enough to be in my own business where I could travel back and forth. They say the rest is history, but there's a few steps before history occurs. So, but that's, that's kind of my dating experience and how I uh, ended up, you know, finding my wife. So you dated your uh, wife when you went to Thailand on vacation. So how did you keep that up? How did you keep, was it the long distance thing or did you live there for a while? No, no, it was long distance. Um, I would travel over about every three months. Uh, We used, we used line a lot, you know, it's like, the the uh, FaceTime that everyone uses, or we would use FaceTime, and we just kept it up that way. Um, like again, I was like I said, I was very fortunate to be able to travel, and so I would travel over and and see her, and then we decided to uh, get together and stay together and create a family. And then Mr. COVID came in and kind of threw a wrench into the quick little few month process turned into about two years to get because they shut everything down and all the process to get over here. And so it took about two years from the day that we actually applied um, until she could land here in Dallas. So that was, uh, it was good and bad. It was good that it put time and, and pressure to see if you could make it through these types of things. So you know, again, uh, I told you earlier, a yoga teacher told told me it sounds like you know, something is happening to you, but actually something's happening for you. And, uh, you know, and, and, and to me is what it felt like, like, ah, COVID, come on, you know, why, why can't they open up the government and get these, get these things processed? Um, but it was for me. Uh, and I see that now. So there's been many things in my life that I can relate that wise yoga teacher <laughs> uh, comments to uh, to my life. So, yeah. So if uh, COVID didn't happen, what? how soon do you think she would have came over to Dallas? Less than a year. So I would say probably about seven months. Okay. Uh, it depends on the country itself. Our government has is, is more liberal with some countries coming over for just vacation. Uh, Thailand is one where they're not liberal at all. Uh, just to get a vacation visa, you want to go see Vegas and you're a Thai resident is next to impossible unless you have a lot of money or you have a lot of uh, ties there owning business, that type of thing. So uh, it's it's tough depending on the country, you know, from Japan, no problem. From Thailand, the government's not not as uh, not as friendly, you know, toward the um you know, vacationing, that type of thing. So what about your relationship with somebody overseas? Is language a barrier? Is age a barrier? Is um, is that a culture shock over here for her? Yes, uh, you know, a little bit of each. For me, being able, you know, I've traveled a lot. So it wasn't, to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, the her, You know, 
language was a little tough. Uh, she spoke very good English. It was a little tough in the fact that she uh, didn't exactly know how to communicate or I would misunderstand her. And then a lot of things in English or, or in any language, I can only speak one. Uh, it's the tone. Uh, you know, if I say to you, nice to meet you, May, you know, or and really, nice, you know, nice to meet you, you know, you, you, you get a different feel. And so I would apply my English feel to the tone that I would hear coming from her in English and they don't match. And so I was like, why are you mad? I'm not mad. I'm happy. I'm like, that sounded mad. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that was one of the things that was, uh, you know, it, took some learning and I would just ask, are you mad or are you happy? I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you if I'm mad. Okay, good. So, uh, you know, so that, that was, you know, just a learning experience, um, you know, for both of us. Yeah. I know you said you normally did date younger women. Tell me a little bit about that. Was that tough with the age difference of 17 years or no? No, not at all. Um, and, and and most of the ladies that I've been fortunate enough to date, they have been quite a bit younger. And I, I think I have a young spirit. And I just, you know, I know the latest, you know, ice spice that came out. I'm 51. Right. I just kind of like to know what's going on. And so uh, so we were always fairly well matched, fairly well matched on our emotional and entertainment level and that type of thing. Then, you know, if I were to say that to perhaps someone my age, I was like, oh, this is a great, great black pink song. And like, what? You know, and so we, so I actually found with the younger uh, women, I had a lot in common and I could talk with them like we just got out of college together. And so for me, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and they were also mature as well. Um, so so our emotional maturity was was fairly close in line. So that's it wasn't a problem. Would you say um, women in Thailand or Asia outside of the U.S. are more open minded with the age difference versus American Caucasian women here in the U.S.? You know, I, you know, I kind of hate to make that generalization. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad on generalizations. But I think it just depends really on the person. And uh, so you do tend to see when you travel in Thailand, you do tend to see an older individual man with a younger woman. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've thought about it, you know, why, you know, why, if you're white or black or, or, or of any race and, you know, connecting with, with somebody from Asia I think and this is just my this is just my guess. I think that the appeal is that in the Asian culture, family is very, very, very important. And I think that that is one of the main drivers of the attraction, not necessarily the age difference or I'm older than her. She's younger than me is the is that sense of family. And many men who I believe want that sense of family, didn't find it here, didn't want to find it here, wanted something different, wanting, uh, um, you know, it's a little more spice in their life that you can have somebody speak a different language. Uh, you can go to a Thai or Vietnamese restaurant and know exactly, no, no, you need to get this. And so it adds, it adds a lot of uh, spice and flavor to your life. And uh, yeah, I think that, um, y yeah, I, I really think it works. And I think the sense of family is a big and big component of it. Um, you know, as much or more so than the age difference, you know, I just, uh, I think that's what a lot of people are looking for, even if they don't know that they're looking for that. 
I like what you said. So if you want some spice in your life, date an Asian woman. Is that yeah, absolutely promo? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, that's awesome. So did you date a lot of Asian women uh, prior to your wife in the U.S.? Yes, yes, one or two. And uh, it was kind of the same feel of this is something different. This is exciting. Family, family, you know, family, family, family. And for me, that was an important aspect. Um, and and even if I dated a younger Asian woman that was born here in the United States, she had that sense of family. And that really appealed to me. And I think that was part of the part of the attraction as well was that, you know, let's talk about family and let's have you know, tell me about your holidays and, you know, that you practiced at home. And, and you know, that's the great thing, even if the religions are different, man, let's hit all these holidays, <laughs> you know, oh, what holiday, let's do it. Like, that's a great one too. That's a great one too. So, so it really does kind of enrich your life in that, um, you know, there's a, there's two Father's Days. There's here and there's one in Thailand. Well, I get them both. That's pretty cool. I you like know. that. I um I too am married to a American Caucasian man and Thanksgiving and Christmas is very very important to his family and to him and we live close by his family, my in-laws. So we celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, all that stuff at his parents' house, but my parents really value Chinese New Year. So that's right. always like February, you know, yep. late January or whatever. Yep. So I get to make sure I spend time with my family as well right. as family. So we're not having to be like, okay, Christmas here one year, Christmas here the other yep. year. It's like we get to celebrate all these holidays. Exactly. So and I the calendars, yeah. the calendars overlap pretty well. And uh because we get our New Year's and then I just we just celebrated Chinese right. New Year and I got to do that too. And lots of firecrackers and food and dim sum and all this stuff. And so it, it, it it's cool. You get you get more. Yeah. You get more. That's that's probably a simple way of saying it. So I like that. You get yeah. more if you date interracially. So yeah, you get more. Okay. So coming back to what you do now with this new app that you created mm -hmm. called um, Find My Plus One, that's actually a really good idea for people who don't even want to be so tied up into the dating app, but they want some friendships. They want someone to do something with, but right. you find someone who has something in common with you. And this is an app that kind of helps you pair up with somebody that you can do this specific hobby with tennis, golf, sewing group, Absolutely. cooking class, or tickets to a baseball game or whatever. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about that. And what are sure. some, who are the people that you want to sign up for this free yeah. app? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start in reverse. Everyone, okay. everyone's welcome. Um, there's two things we don't tolerate hate and politics. There's other platforms. If you want to be hateful and if you want to be political, go there. But um, every race, every religion, every body type, every orientation, every identification, what, everything and everywhere, you're welcome here. And we mean that in that, you know, when, when we started this, we thought, you know, dating apps, dating apps, if you're young and good looking, dating apps work very, very well. Have you walked through them all? Most people aren't young and good looking right? These people still have a ton of value. They still have some very interesting things to do and they're still worthy of love. They're still worthy of connections. So we built this app for everyone else. 
And it's it's something that kind of brings me back to the story I told. One of the reasons, you know, I met two significant, you know, uh, partners uh, over CrossFit. And we were, I was focused on this weight. I'm not strong enough to do this was my concern. She was thinking the same thing. And we weren't looking at each other. We didn't go there to meet each other. But when we finished the workout at the same time or had the same problems or had to wait on the other person to get off the pull-up bar, it created this something, this third party, this activity that we kept coming to and we kept running into each other at this. And it built a very authentic, genuine connection versus just going to dinner and are we going to stay for more drinks and what are we going to do tonight? And, uh, and, and that, that I think was my typical experience on a dating app. And so what we did is when I took those two relationships and we thought about coming up with an idea that was at the central core of it. Like, like the good ones are, you know, it happens when you're not looking and I was looking at how heavy this weight is and how small my arms are. This isn't going to work. And, uh, and that's really what built solid, solid, solid relationships was, a, was over an activity. So everyone's welcome. And it's very simple. It's free to use. And, and it functions like a dating app. However, instead of the focus being on yourself, it's on an activity. So, hey, got a few extra pounds here. I'm the best lasagna chef there ever is. And I really want to sit home on a Friday night and eat lasagna. You know what? There are people that want to do the same. So and you're that's saying what that there are people who want to do the same. So you put it out there. A guy Absolutely. can respond. A girl can respond. Does it? Do you Absolutely. specify if you prefer a person of the opposite sex sure. responding or no? Sure, sure. So, so when you create the activity, you can set your parameters. Okay. And you can set your intention in that you know, a romantic dinner. I'm looking for this guy or girl, or this orientation or this religion or this. Uh, you know, way of eating. A vegetarian probably doesn't want to go to a steak place, and which is very important. And so, you know, that that can be tied to your activity that you post. I play tennis. No preference. Come on. Can yeah. you play tennis? That's the preference. Can you play the stunning 3.0 like me, which is terrible, by the way, if you don't know tennis. Um, and and that's that's the preference for me. So and you can state your intentions. Hey, I'm looking for something romantic. Hey, I'm not looking for something romantic. And we leave it completely open to, to the user to really utilize the app. Um, and and I, I, let, let, me, let me jump in with this. There was a, some people were saying, hey, is this for friends or is this for dating? It's like, this is for whatever you want it to be. And people are very conditioned that, well, I have the BFF or I have, you know, the swiping for the date. And we've been conditioned by these huge corporations to go down a certain path. And what we've lost is, well, what do you want to do? You do as you want to do. You're the captain of your own ship set sail. That's the way we think about it. So we hope that this platform and this application will help people do that. This is what I want to do. I'm a, a divorced mom of a 12-year-old. I need another divorced mom with, my, with a wild 12-year-old boy. We can connect, let them go play. And then we, what are we going to bond over? Uh, can you believe what these boys are doing, right? That's the common activity. And that's going to create an authentic, genuine relationship. And then if you're looking for something, you know what? I've got somebody you need to meet. My brother's friend, that's how real relationships begin. 
And that's what we're about. So be it romantic or platonic. I love it. I love it. And you mentioned before we started recording that you had a friend who potentially had tickets to a sporting a sporting game, right. but his wife passed and now he has these season tickets. It's like, he's not looking for something romantic. He's just right. looking to go to the game with somebody and not waste these tickets, right? So he would post, hey, Absolutely. I'm looking for my uh, my plus one to attend yeah. to this event. So, And, and something that we added that I, I think is genius is we put in who pays, right? There's a cost okay. for everything. Okay. So you can state your intentions up front and it can be 50-50. You can customize it. It's my activity. I'll pay. No, actually, I expect you to pay. Mm -hmm. And you know what up front. So you know what you're getting into, because I remember in the dating apps and and it, it was one of those things where, OK, well, does she reach for the bill? Do we do we split it? Do we do this? Or does she feel like, no, I've got everything. Have 19 desserts. Right. All right. Well, I've paid. How about you? Yeah. And and, uh, you know, it puts pressure on women or on or on the person that's the in the date that, you know, what are the expectations? And I just wanted to come out and have dinner. That was it. So in this app, you can actually state that like this is all I'm looking for. <laughs> I'll meet you there and I'm leaving. <laughs> you don't like that. Don't don't choose them. Don't right. message them. And so it's just, you know, again, that's being authentic. And, you know, I, I remember reading this book and it kept saying, be authentic. Well, be your authentic self, be your true self, be, you know, it never told you how. And I think if you ask most people like, you know, how, how can you be authentic? I don't know. Am I authentic now? And authentic to me is just really doing as you would do when no one is looking. How would you, you know, hey, I'm cheap and don't want to tip then be cheap and don't want to tip. Be yeah. the authentic self. And, and I think this platform really allows you to do that. Like, I expect you to take me. I'm handsome. I want you to pay. Then put it in there. You may not get many takers, but at least you're true to yourself. And there are no games. And I, I don't know. I, 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 I just think that's a very, very important foundational block to a genuine relationship. So you're saying all ages can participate on this app and what areas are the people generally located in right now? Do you have more Dallas people than New York or so, where are the people right now? Yes, yeah, so 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 that that's that's great. And and yes, the app is a fantastic idea. We're confident it's going to be successful. Here's the genius. The genius behind it is when Facebook opened they opened in one school and the market was whoever had that .edu address. And then they would move to the next one. So they knew their markets. There are only a certain amount of people that had a Harvard address, that had a Stanford address. However, when you open up a dating app or any type of app like this, do you open LA? Do you open Dallas? Do you open Dubai? What do you do? Our tech team has developed this proprietary coding where the app will determine when there's sufficient people in your area, boom, open it up automatically. So to answer your question, the world. Okay. Everything is open in the world minus a couple. And that's the way that it works. So if you're in, if you're in Portland, Oregon, uh, you might you might get on it today and say, sorry, we're not in your area. Please share. Well, we just need a few more people. Boom. Hey, we're open in Portland. Let's go. So right now we're opening uh, Portland, uh, Manila, the Philippines, very popular. Seattle, Seattle's popular. 
Uh, but Seattle is a big area. So we're open on, on the west side of Seattle, but not so much on the east side of Seattle because we know exactly where it is. And, and to make it, I guess the easiest way to explain it would be when we went through COVID and the coronavirus, if this person touched this person and went home to this person, the way it spread, that's the way that our AI is going to open the app. So, so those are the cities that are open right now. And then they just continue to, you know, connect with one and, and interlink these circles together. And then it opens up automatically. So. But why not open it up for everywhere in case I travel to Seattle and I happen to switch on the app or there's a notification saying, Hey, there's someone near you. Like so we, make suggestions so we, like that to exactly. um, the people. So, so let's just pick Salt Lake City. Okay. Salt Lake City right now is very, is very small in our user base. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Salt Lake City and there's two people in Salt Lake City and you go there and there's two people, you're like, well, this, this is not going to, I'm not interested in these two people. Or if you go to Las Vegas and there's one person or no people, it really creates a subpar experience for the user. So that's why we want to at least have a critical mass in your market area that's determined by your location on your phone that, hey, I can interact with some people. Um, because really, we know we have one time to get your attention, to get you to try it. We want that experience to be as positive as possible. So, so that's why we just don't open it up to the world. It'll just be, and that's exactly why Facebook didn't open it to the world. They got one thing going very, very well, and then they moved it from school to school. So similar, but yet a little bit different in the way that, uh, the way that we're opening. So that's where we are as of today. So they can just go on to Apple apps mm -hmm. and then type in find, find my, my plus, plus one, one and then it'll come up. Absolutely. So we're on Apple, we're on desktop, uh, we're in Google play and uh, yeah, just find my plus one, spell it out. It's okay. the easiest way for it to come up. So you don't have to scroll down a page there. Uh, please give us a review, you know, tell us what you think, tell us what you don't like. Yeah. Uh, we, we'll, we'll take constructive criticism as well. We'd love that and just love the feedback from our users. But it's, uh, it's exciting. And we, we really, we did this to help people. Yeah. Uh, I wanted people to have the same experience that I had when I met those two relationships. And they were authentic and they were real. And I just think that that's, um, this app's going to really help do that. So we're excited. So yeah, let's do it. I love it. I love it because people are always asking me, well, where can I go somewhere to meet people? Where can I find a great guy, find a great girl? But I always tell them, well, you should go on meetup, go on events, go on lectures, go do cooking classes, wherever you think people are hanging out, right? Because right. you don't really want to target if they're single or not. You just go right. in, have fun, do the things that you want to do, that you like to do. So if yes. you happen to meet somebody, that's just a bonus. So exactly. this app, Find My Plus One, is actually a great way for you to get out there, build some confidence, build some friends, or explore new things and maybe do something that you never thought that you would want to do. But because someone has a plus one offer, Absolutely. you're like, Hey, I'm game. I'll go and meet somebody. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll try this, you know, I'll try rock climbing or whatever. I've always right. wanted to try it. And yeah, to kind of dovetail into what you said, yes. When, when you go, you're going to the lecture, you're going to the cooking event, these types of things, you're still following to a degree. We want you to lead like, no, this is what I do. Right. I do this. Yeah. Who's coming? Right. And really kind of shift the paradigm to 
you are the leader. You you're awesome. You do it like and and it doesn't matter what the activity is. There is someone who would like that activity from crocheting to skydiving. You know, it, it doesn't. This is what I want. And that way you're true to yourself. Like, well, let's let's go over here and maybe I'll no, no. What is it you like to do? It's that simple. And and so you just create that activity. And then on the flip side, I don't know what I like to do anymore because I've been married in a bad marriage for 15 years where you can go on. And you're like, oh, rollerblading. I, I used to do that in college. All right. Well, that guy's kind of cute, too. That wouldn't be bad. And you can do it that way. And I'll be a plus one. What if I was going hiking with two other friends? Do I post it on there and invite a fourth person or that's not really the intention? Like it's really no, absolutely and someone else. Absolutely. And that's the thing where the intention is whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And so that's the nice thing. We really want to empower people and, and rolling out later on, we're going to have group management where you can manage your groups. We have a, you know, a, a sewing, a sewing group or whatever it is, we can manage the group and message this type of thing. But currently that's in phase two, but in phase one, yes, it can be whatever you want. Uh, you know, you want four people to play golf. You're missing one. You know, it's hard to play tennis by yourself. Um, you know, so you just go ahead and create uh, what it is like, here's what we're looking for. And you go like, hey, I'll invite you. I'll invite you and I'll invite you. And uh, and then you message everything's free. And one thing I will say, all of the functionality you would typically see on a dating app, like seen by who's liked me, who's read my messages, read receipts, all this type of thing. It's all free. We're not charging you. And whatever we have that's free right now will always be free. So we're never going to hook you. And, oh, you love it. Okay, now pay us $20 a month to see who read your messages. So we will we will introduce some, probably some paid features at some point, um, but we're never going to take away what we've given. So um, we think that's the minimum product where people can really enjoy it. And, and I want to see, I want to see who's seen me. I sent a message. Did they even look at me? We're not going to charge you for that. And uh, that's just one of the things that, you know, we're really trying to offer, you know, this platform as a true connection device for people. I love it. I love it. So listeners out there, if you want to find your plus one, go to find my plus one, check it out, check out the app, give Matt some feedback. And I feel like it's great for people who move into a new city Absolutely. and just want to make friends or Absolutely. just want to meet people and explore. Like you just can't go wrong with being social and being an extrovert. So this is a great platform for people to expand their horizons. Absolutely. And yeah. we're excited. And, and it's, it's one of those where what is it you like to do? And don't even, well, I, I don't want to do that because that guy's going to, no, 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 no. Right. What is it you like to do? Yeah. And you would be shocked at all. Like, I thought I was the only one that liked to do this. Right. You're not, you're not. Yeah. And just go ahead and create it and step out there. And, and I think it's really going to empower people to come back to be their authentic, genuine selves yeah. and, uh, and find that other people are just like you. Love it. And love it. Love to go with you and be your plus one. Before I let you go, Matt, um, do you have any last minute dating tips for men who want to date women in Asia? Well, I didn't know this question was coming. Uh, <laughs> Put you in the hot seat. You know, it's um, the experiences I've had. They can tell. They can tell here. They can tell in Asia. Women are the same in, in Asia as they are in Ukraine, as they are in Texas. Um, they're, they're built in a very special way. 
and they're very intuitive. They have that motherly ability and just, just be genuine, be humble, show some humility and, and be respectful and really be vulnerable because that's, that's what they want. The strength, be strong, protect me, but be vulnerable that, Hey, I know you're kind of worried about this job interview. It's okay. With that person, it's okay. And I think that would be my advice to anyone seeking to date someone in Asia or, or anywhere, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Matt Boring, thank you so much for joining me today on the Asian Dating Podcast. And for women out there, if you're single, I would love for you to fill out a profile with me under 2AsianMatchmakers.com. And men, if you're out there looking for a nice Asian woman, I would love to help you out. Contact me at 2AsianMatchmakers.com. And please, you guys, go out find Matt's lovely <laughs> app called find my plus one and start making connections today. Yeah, Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you.